welcome to What's On. I am Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis. Hello, Ollie. How hi, are Luke. You? How hi, are you? Luke. <laughs> no, hi, Luke. But how high and how are you? How high? How high are you? Well, no, oh, God, Craig, let's, right not, let's, no. Not, let's not ask that. No, just how are you? Com- brackets general. I'm good. I'm excited. I, I feel like a, all these great movies are coming out because the the plug of the pandemic has been, you know, the, the stopper. Luke, no, Sorry. that's... What music was that? That's actually the... Are you <laughs> wrapping me up? Like at the Oscars? Come on, you want to talk about you this? You asked yeah, me yeah. how I am. I'm talking about movies, excited to go to the cinema. The whole point of this podcast... I've got to get the comments up for us to read. Anyway, the stopper <laughs> on the big bottle of delicious juice that is movie releases has done this and there's too many you know i can't what? see yeah. them all i was so i was going through like the list of movies that were out last week and compared to the movies that are out this week and i was like okay which ones do i need to remove which ones do i you know and do like links and stuff it was none of them if anything i was just adding movies to the list and i'm like there's not enough time to go and see all of these movies unless you're dan layton of course yeah yeah that guy needs a hobby <laughs> oh wait his hobby's his job what a what a brilliant thing for him. It is pretty good, isn't it? Um, so apparently, according to Ryan, uh, I ended off last week's um, trailer reaction to Morbius by saying, and I quote, decent trailer that was. <laughs> and uh, he said, Luke speaking in Yoda more and more every week. Uh, oh, well, I hope you like this episode because Luke, Luke thinks something is a great effort. <laughs> great effort. In a nice way. Great. The latest, the latest. Effort. The latest. From Clint Eastwood. The latest attempt at making a movie from Clint Eastwood. Uh, Batman Billy said, uh, is it me? Does Ollie have the gold dust uh, decrease where each passing year he looks younger and gets more muscles? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you the secret, and that is cosmetic surgery, which I have had. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds weird to say it out loud. Not on your face. Why? What? On my head. Well, yeah, but that's different, isn't it? That's Where the does the face head. stop? My face used to go at forehead. Well, <laughs> Harry Hill's got that joke, you know, how, you know, when I realized I was going, great, it's how you tell him, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know when I realized, I realized I was going bald. Do you want another crack at it? <laughs> I realized I was going bald when it was taking me longer and longer to wash my face. Uh, that is a good joke. That is a good joke. Yeah, it's good, that. So I, to me, that sounds like, the face, the face gets higher. Yeah. So you right now, your face I'm goes all, all face. the way back. I'm all face. <laughs> like all Voldemort. Yeah. I'm face from chin to back yeah, of my yeah. neck. So I guess you could say I had hairs implanted from the back of my head onto the very, very top of my face. But you're right, it does sound weird. Yeah, uh, yeah that and um, eating a lot and people mistaking that added girth for muscle. You reckon? I am, because I'm quite obsessive. You go to the gym, though. I go to the gym, um, but I'm also in what is called a bulking year. (laughs) (laughs) And I have put on more weight since January than any other time in my life. Hmm. And part of that was intentional. So I'm going to get big. I'm going to get beefy. I'm going to be a wrestler. There's still time. Then I couldn't stop. Mm. And you know the body fat, the all-important body fat percentage? I do not. It's gone up. So proportionally, 
yeah, there's there's more muscle, but there's actually increasingly more fat on top of that muscle. Oh, I see. But, but you're, okay. you're going to the gym to like rectify that. Yeah. The, the gym will only stop so much of the food. Oh, I see. Mm. Oh, I see. Right, okay. <clears throat> so it's it's slowing it down. Yeah. But not like there'll always be more than you are slowing down. It's now getting to the point where I'm going to the gym to offset meals. <laughs> is that what the gym's for? Is it meant to be? I always saw it more as like a, you get in the head on stuff, not you are carbon storing, <laughs> like carbon capture storage, because you've already polluted the atmosphere yeah, yeah, too yeah. much. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm apropos of nothing, Danny <laughs> Cassidy has got a comment here that says, Luke and Ollie are great in these videos. Give them a raise. I, don't, I mean, that, that, that comment, Why is that, though? it just yeah. jumped out mm. to me. You know, we read all the comments that we get and, um, I, I, you know, I'm not highlighting that one in particular. It just jumped out. What to did me. it say? It said, Luke and Ollie are great in these videos. Give them a raise. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, again, not our words, but the words of... Danny Cassidy. And what did they say again? <laughs> Luke and Ollie are great in these videos. I, I think they're also meant to say brackets and the audio podcast mm. available from all good podcast platforms. Close brackets. Give them a raise. Do you think this plug for the podcast is slightly redundant on the podcast? Well, I'm not plugging the podcast. No. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Danny probably they should. They should say. Yeah. I think you should comment. I think what I think Danny's intention was to plug the podcast, mm. but was just so excited to announce that we should get a raise that they had to just they pressed enter and they were like, "Oh no, I, I can't go back and edit because it'll look like I've edited yes. the comments." Yeah, I hate that. I hate I hate how YouTube has a system in place <laughs> to stop people, you know, to to correct mistakes. Maybe I hate yeah. that. It should just be just a platform of mistakes. <laughs> Like Twitter like is. Like Twitter is. Uh, and lastly for now, Lex Sells Merch says, Last Night in Soho was awesome. Ooh. When I watched it last week, it's a wonderful piece of cinematography, especially the use of reflections and mirrors. Impatiently waiting now for my chance to see Eternals. Well, I bet that the use of mirrors is tied inherently to the plot of having a body doppelganger in the past. Let's get on with this week's show, talking about some DC stuff. Here it is. Let's talk about DC's Black Adam. I mean, it's got an incredible cast already. You know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's been in that movie for 10 years now. 10 years it's finally plus, getting made. I reckon. Like, he's been, do you remember there was that rumor? It's like, oh yeah, he's going to be Green Lantern. Because like that first photo he took outside of Warner Brothers was wearing like the Green Lantern mm. t-shirt. And I was like, oh my God, he's playing Green Lantern. He's like, no, I'm going to play Black Adam. 10 years on, I'm actually getting into that role. Got Bronholm in the movie as Dr. Fate because... He's going to be taking on the Justice Society of America, who I need, I need to defer to you here as the DC boy of, of our duo. Yeah, so you've got the Justice League. They're your big hitters. They, they are your Avengers. And then you've also got, like... Well, it depends which timeline you're reading. Sometimes the Justice Society of America is, like, 
George Washington in a big cap <laughs> from this World War Two Earth. No, okay. But then or also it, it kind of refers to I don't want to say it. The B team? <laughs> the B team. The B team. So it's just like you're not because it always used to be the Justice like the Justice League of America, JLA back in the day, but then they were they thought let's make it a bit more international. So they called themselves Justice League International. And then Justice League International also became a B team because they made the Justice League as a thing. They dropped the international. It's really confusing, but it's not like it's not top tier uh, sort of superhero names. You, you won't get Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash in the Justice Society of America. You get because, yeah, they're fleshing out a larger heroic universe, I suppose, for Black Adam. Here's my, uh, here's my guess as how this conversation went down and probably why it's taken them 10 years to get this movie made is that every uh, meeting they've had is the Rock has walked in and be like, so I want to beat up the Justice League in the movie. And Warner <laughs> Brothers was like, you can't, you can't beat up the Justice League. He's like, no, I want to. I'm, I'm not doing it unless I can beat up the Justice League. Well, am I going over, brother? Exactly. He, he did the same thing to WWE. Am I beating John Cena? Am I beating it? I'm in. And so the way they got around this is like, okay, you can beat the Justice Society of America. You see, I've got a different version of how okay. this went. Rock walks into DC headquarters. <laughs> Jeff Johns, they're like, oh my god, wear my Green Lantern T-shirt, please. <laughs> yeah. And. Everett, he's like, okay, cool. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat up Superman in this first Black Adam movie. And they go, actually, we're gonna use Superman on another project. He can't have Superman. Like, okay, okay, okay. I use the Flash. And they just keep on going through things as DC are like, now I'm gonna make a solo movie out of him. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna make us. And like, who are we not gonna use? Hawkman. Doctor Fate. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good characters, though. Honestly, Justice League International, a Judd Winnick run in the sort of mid noughties is one of the best comic books I've ever read. It all, the, as you've seen with Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, it's not about the prestige level of the characters. It's more about how they're written and treated. Yeah. And Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Bronholm. Makes me very excited. <laughs> Bronholm. <laughs> Black Adam. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having Bronholm back on the screen. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get a bit of Bronholm taffing in. But we're actually here to talk about this. So someone sent The Rock this, a panel from a comic book, and it is Black Adam meeting Superman. And basically what they were suggesting was, the fan who sent this was, this should be in the movie. This should be the end of the movie. Like the end end of the, like the post credits. Po uh, yeah, your P credits. The post credits? The oh, mid credits. Could be mid credits or I'll P credits. Right but like, this, like they were saying, in, you know, I would say, an arrogantly way, hey, Rock, I'm not telling you how to do your job, but this is how you should do your job. And The Rock responded to this by saying, I'm going to get the direct quote here from the tweet. I like it. Sort of how I always envisioned it. Except the handshake at the end. Never wrong guy. So, yeah, that panel, that sort of comic book page, has Superman meeting Black Adam. They both stare at each other and they both shake hands. And I would say the shaking hands is the whole point of that page. So what Rock's saying, in a very polite way to this fan, is I completely disagree. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sending this to me. <laughs> You're an idiot, though. I've had a meeting where I said I wanted to beat up Superman ever since we started this project. They kept saying no, but this is how I envisioned it. But more with me punching him in the face. But you said to sort of build on this idea. I did, there's no way I think we'll see Superman... Even in a post-credits for Black not? Adam. 
I just don't think that's DC's direction right now. They're very much focused on these individual solo movies. They're, they're moving a bit away from the interconnected verse. You've got Flash in development, of course, and that looks really, really exciting with a hundred Batmans in it. Well, yeah, Batflex's back. Yeah. Batflex. It kept Superman, would you recast him? How would is this a Black Adam in the DCEU or is it a Black Adam in sort of a old-fashioned solo movie sense like so, the Joker's well, in, been? Bearing in mind that he's going to have a showdown with Shazam, surely, at some point. Surely that's what we're building to with this. That's why you did the Shazam solo movie. We've got Shazam Fury of the Gods. They are like the same the same thing. They're the same world and same universe. In Shazam's world, that is within the DCEU. Mm. That is in the world with... Cavill, Superman, and Batfleck. So if there is going to be a Superman in a Black Adam movie, it would have to be Henry Cavill, Superman. Yeah, I just, I think that, well, the, we've got a quote from Cavill yeah. as well. So we? Cavill, not quite directly responding to this idea. Someone just said to him, it's like, you know, I think if you get like five minutes with Henry Cavill to talk about a movie that he's doing, you're probably going to ask, are you going to be Superman again? That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. uh, and he responded, there's still a lot of storytelling for me to do as a Superman. As a Superman. Not the Superman. Yeah. Uh, and I would absolutely love the opportunity. There's an opportunity for growth after that to explore the psyche of Superman as a deep, seemingly invulnerable godlike being, but with a real feeling on the inside. As I always say, the cape is still in the closet. You know, credit to Cavill, he is always saying that. Can't the cape's him. in the closet. Can't stop the him for saying it. In the closet. Every movie he shows up in. Mission Impossible 5, by the way, cape's still in the closet. Don't look too much at my moustache. Yeah. The cape's in the closet. <laughs> you know where it is. So you don't think, then, we're likely going to see Cavill back as Superman, despite the fact <sighs> that he seems open to it? Or do you think that is just Henry Cavill saying something to the press to kind of stop people asking the question. He always says it though. <laughs> he is <laughs> forever saying, saying it. the capes in the closet, guys. I I cannot see DC in this sort of next few years of movies setting up a Superman versus Black Adam movie. I think Black Adam, as great as a character as he is, and he really, really is a fascinating character in the comics. He's just public perception-wise, I don't think he's at the level to immediately put him alongside a Superman. But The Rock is. That is a very good point. Star power-wise, The Rock might trump the Black Adam name there. The thing that gets me Maybe curious... Maybe just re rename it The Rock versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> All movies now. <laughs> um, the thing that does make me a bit more interested in it is how DC are currently positioning their main comic books, which I've been reading. So Brian Michael Bendis, he's sort of uh, like the big Marvel creator. He's jumped ship to DC. And now he is writing Justice League and Superman. And the main story they're telling this year is Black Adam joining the Justice League. His relationship with Superman, they've got very different ideologies. Black Adam is very much, no, I've got Kandak, which is where he lives. I'm just going to protect them. They come first. Whereas Superman is more, you know, sort of egalitarian. He's like, no, all, all lives matter the same amount. Um, and as we saw with like Marvel pre-MCU where they suddenly were just like yeah don't look at the X-Men yeah. comic book direction has dictated what comes next on the screen that was going to be my question because Marvel have 
particularly in the last 10 years with the the rise of the MCU have changed the way that they're coming like if they can like as soon as they announced Guardians of the Galaxy as a movie they were like now let's do a Guardians of the Galaxy comic and once that movie became a huge hit they were like brilliant now do loads of Guardians of the Galaxy comic everyone gets a spin-off comic because now they're a popular thing we need to reflect that in the comic books so you're saying you reckon the comic books could reflect what we're going to see in the movies if, if Black Adam and Superman are quite focused upon in the comic books I mean the movie's out next year yeah, I think that I don't think for Black Adam, maybe Black Adam Two, which is P creds, could be set up in the P creds. Yeah, I don't, with the Rock as a name, I think it's a possibility. We talked about this a bit last week. It's now in its full release. Spencer is out in cinemas. You were really uh, taken by this movie and the style of the film. <laughs> I was taken by I just think the texture of, of the movie uh, has, has a real tangible quality to it. It feels like it is off-cut reporter journalist footage from the 90s. And I, I said last week, like, a three-day biopic on Princess Diana in the 90s? not my cup of tea but I picked it as my film of the week last week I think or last night in Soho and since then I've learned that the director is Pablo Lorraine who I think is one of the most exciting directors in the world really um so yeah I, I, I want to see it even more now the other film you can check out this week is Cry Macho which is seemingly very different from Spencer uh, in a way this is Clint Eastwood's latest efforts and I mean, Don't say latest effort. Well, late, that's, that's, <laughs> he's no, a legend. Oh, I know he's a, not in like a latest. Oh, trying man, to he's make really trying here. Bless his soul. Put really, man some respect. I'm not saying latest effort in a negative way. Like that's what you, you say when you're talking about movies. Is that okay? It's his <laughs> latest magnum opus. Is that what you want me to say? There we go. It's Gran Torino <laughs> in a cowboy hat. <laughs> it's his latest Western style mm. movie here. Gruff old man Clint Eastwood. Do it at his most gruff old man as well. Clint Eastwood being sent to find this teenage boy and sort of take him back across the country back to his parents. Is that, is that sort of the plot of the film? Yeah, yeah. And it's the, the trailer, I really recommend it because about 45 seconds of it seems to be one of the pivotal speeches in the film where they're just in the car Clint and the teenage boy that are driving back and he just says this very eloquent thing about don't be macho all the time kid and you know hearing those words from Clint Eastwood it's he, he's pop culture wise one of the main figures of that image I think is really powerful and there's a fighting chicken yeah. who's who's with the boy and he's called it macho yeah. and Clint Eastwood's like you called your cock macho. And we can say that. <laughs> because it's a cock. Because it's it, it's also a line in the trailer. And it's about a chicken. Yeah. Well, I'd be amazed if this managed to stay in the edit. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the, the chicken talks. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the Eternals in just a few moments. But before we do, here is Carla from Cineworld talking with Kit Harrington, <gasps> Camille Nanciani, oh. and Salma Hayek. Oh. I'm from a I'm from a theatre background, so I, I love the theatre and, and I, I trained in theatre and it's probably my first love. And it struck me when we premiered this movie just quite how similar those these two mediums are, cinema and theatre. 
and they're not so different than I, th- I thought they might be, actually. And, and hearing the, rea- the reactions of people and hearing them laugh at bits of this movie and, and sort of feeling humans around me was something that, you know, we've missed and, uh, and, is, and it's a special thing shared experience. I think people are going to have a lot of fun watching this movie more than anything else. You know, there are obviously like thematic stuff and philosophies that, they, that they'll take away from it. But more than anything, this movie's so big and it's so fun. It has so many different things in it. It's like exciting to watch. There's romance, there's drama, there's comedy. It's just like a really, really fun movie to see in theater. So more, more than anything, you know, all that other stuff is great, but People are going to have a blast watching it. And, and they're going to have a lot to talk about. And I think Marvel fans love to have things to talk about and to uh, try to discover because there's some things that you have to really pay attention. And so I think this is the perfect film, more than, even than the others that I watched it now a couple of times and even I was shooting and I'm like, oh, wow, I just saw what that meant and yeah. I just saw what that meant. And so I think that everybody's going to walk out with something different, which is great. So I've now seen The Eternals. Mm. And... It is pretty much everything that I was hoping that it was going to be. You know, like, like, big, well, big is exactly what I would. Diverse. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw it on IMAX, so big it was. So, you know, we were talking last week about how there were a lot of reviews coming up being like, you aren't ready for sort of how, you know, really good The Eternals is. Because I think not many people are massively into the idea of The Eternals. Or, like, I feel like the MCU has sort of taken a few steps back since Endgame. We had Black Widow, then Shang-Chi was this like, oh man, that was really good. And I think The Eternals is the next step of that. I was like, oh wow, that's really good as well. I'm now really getting back into the MCU again. It has got an incredibly exciting mid and post credit sequence Ooh. as well that a lot of people have been like, no one saw it coming. And I, that, that was also incredibly exciting. But aside from just like, you know, here are some teasers for future movies. The film itself is really, really great. Yeah, I, I, I really want to see it. Like I've said, Chloe Zhao is a brilliant visual filmmaker. And it's tapping into that, I like space stuff at the end of the day. Yeah, you do like, like space I stuff, like big you? space opera stuff. And I know it takes place on planet Earth, but they're celestial beings. It's a big intergalactic soap opera. So that's, this is, this is really made for, for my specific niche superhero taste. I don't know how many more movies, good movies Marvel will have to make before people stop saying, <laughs> oh, I'm surprised this is good. I know. We've got you know, an Academy Award winning director. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah. Who'd, who'd have thunk that? We're over 24 whatever films it is <laughs> in a widely regarded the best, most consistent franchise ever. Yeah. Oh, it's, what? <laughs> it's worth going to see in the cinema. Colour me shocked. You can also check out Last Night in Soho, Dune, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The Boss Baby 2, The Voyage Home. (laughs) I mean, really, you could just do a run of Star Trek uh, ones if you wanted to. The Boss Baby 2, Wrath of Khan. (laughs) Yep. Can I do them in order? Oh, that's a good chance. I mean, I know what the next one is. The Boss Baby 2, The Motion Picture. The Boss Baby 2, The Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah. The Boss Baby 2, Search for Spot. The Boss Baby 2... The Voyage Home. Yep. 
Boss Baby 2, oh, the final frontier. There it is. The Boss Baby 2, Undiscovered Country. Yes. I nearly said a different one. Well, the Boss Baby 2 Generations. <laughs> that fits. The that Boss Baby 2, First Contact. Yep. That's what I nearly said a six. The Boss Baby 2, Where Nemesis. Yes, that's, yes, yeah, yeah. The Boss Baby 2... <laughs> Really bad one. Basically, it felt like a TV episode, yeah, yeah, but on the yeah, big screen. Yeah. I'll try and... There's also a name of a WWF pay-per-view in the UK. Insurrection! There it the is. The Boss Baby 2 Insurrection. <laughs> Are there any more next-gen ones after that? No, then it's Boss Baby 2... Star Trek. <laughs> Boss Baby 2 Into Darkness. Boss Baby 2 Beyond. Of course, that film is called Boss Baby 2 Family Business. <laughs> Run's gone wrong and no time to die. <laughs> What's your pick of the week? Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Again, always, always you know Wrath of Khan. I love, I love Voyage Home. It's a lot of fun. My pick of the week is Eternals because yeah. I'm actually going to see it this weekend. Yeah, Eternals again for me as well. But not next week. Next week is going to be <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because of course it's going to be good. It's the best movie of the year. Pre-booking tickets for it now. He's not seen it yet. Pre-booking tickets for it now. It's the best film ever made. Apart from the first one, which is legit the best film ever made. This is the best sequel ever made. I'm crying thinking about Ghostbusters 2? It. It's not a great movie. I'm crying already <laughs> thinking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Pre-book your tickets for it right now in the video description down below. Rocky's back! Oh, I thought you did Indiana Jones. It's close, isn't it? Yeah. On the big screen, Rocky Four, the director's cut, is coming to the big screen. Are you excited? I've never seen. You've never seen Rocky Four? Oh, it's so good. I've only ever seen the first Rocky movie. Yeah? I've got a master's in film studies. <laughs> It's and yet people people think I should have seen all the Rocky sequels. It's because you were too busy watching French expressionist. French cinema from the 1930s, yes. So what you're saying is Rocky's not French enough for you to, to, uh, to really be worth your time. I think it lacks poetic realism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it the robot in if, four? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I might actually, I should go and see it. I, everyone says it's got the best montage ever. Oh, it's, it's got so the best good. soundtrack ever. Oh, yeah, by Stan Bush, no less. Yeah. It's so great who did Transformers the movie. It's, it's an incredible, and Vince DiCola as well, who did the Transformers the Movie uh, OST. That is going to be out on the 25th of November. And for the first time in IMAX and in 4DX, although oh that is God. not the first time it has been in 4DX before, but for the first time on IMAX, The Matrix is back on the big <sighs> screen, the biggest screen. I don't actually look at what we're talking about before... We say it out loud. So that was that was a genuine reaction, like the Pizza Hut taste card thing the other week. Wow. Yes. No, I'm very much into that. Of course, the new Matrix film is out in December. Oh, I, I rewatched them all a couple of years ago, and they stand up, and there is a good movie in Reloaded and Revolutions. Yeah, there but is. But if I was to see one in the cinema... It would definitely be the first one. Oh, man. Oh, and IMAX as well. All that 90s technology 
in IMAX. Oh, I can't wait. The telephones, the massive PCs, oh, the leather. The leather's gonna look so good. The On the 7th of December, we've got The Nightmare Before Christmas. And then from the 4th of December, it's that Harry Potter marathon. Like last week, I'm gonna pick up my notes here to read this verbatim so I don't get anything wrong. 4th of December, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and the Chamber of Secrets. 5th of December, Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire. 11th of December, Order of the Phoenix and the Half-Blood Prince. Then the 12th of December, Death in the Hallows Part 1 and Part 2. But one of the entries on this, because we're doing loads of special screenings at the moment, the one that gets me, gets me up in the morning, on my birthday, Is it really? December oh, yeah. 14th, Elf is being shown. I love Elf. So, so much. Oh, him! <laughs> I, so, I mean, I don't think this is too much of a surprise uh, to anyone. I cry every time I see it. Yeah. Every single Christmas. Where do you cry? So, it's when, spoilers for the movie, when the dad starts singing. Same, same. I've, I've been, because I watch this film every year. I think everyone does now. I uh, didn't get to sit in the cinema last year, but I often go to the cinema to watch it. Yeah. But yeah, without fail, cry in the cinema. Cry at home when it's on at two o'clock with my family. On Christmas Day. And they're not Day. crying. I know, it just seems, it seems weird, but why are you yeah. crying at the, at the Elf movie? Because the little girl is going to get the Christmas present that she wants. Thanks, buddy. Oh, no, it gets me. Oh, it gets me every time. Must be another... You know when they read out the Barbie Playhouse and it's like the, the biker pub? Yeah, yeah. I think it must be another guy. <laughs> that bit gets me going. Oh, love it. So anyway, go see it on the big yeah, screen yeah. and cry with us. As for event screenings, we've got the multi-Tony Award-winning musical Anything Goes on the 28th of November. Christmas with Andre on the 4th of December. And the Med Opera Live's performance of Eurydice on the 4th of December. Thank you to everyone who came to the unlimited screening of King Richard. We got some amazing feedback for that. But it's not our only one we've got for the rest of this month. On the 23rd of November, Pirates. Oh. I've watched the trailer for it. It's not that kind of Pirates. I've watched no. the trailer for it again. And this looks like right up my street. I love British comedy movies like this. Mm. I like that car. <laughs> While well, that style of music is not my scene, it does take me back a little bit. It's like Spencer. Yeah. It's that, that, that 90s nostalgia that's everywhere at the moment. James Robinson says, I absolutely love these videos. Oh. I always wait for the videos to come on, uh, like what I do with the WrestleTalk ones as well. Lovely time with the boys as usual. Keep up the great work. Question, if you were ever cast in a Marvel or DC film, who would you want to be and why? I presume oh. for you it would be Hawkman. <laughs> yes, I had some words for Hawkman. I just don't find him particularly engaging as a character. Mm. Um, and I have not seen it. I've seen it, like everyone try. It's like as soon as someone gets to DC, they're like, I'm going to make this guy work. Yeah. And no one has. Scott Snyder hasn't. Jeff Johns hasn't. I'm worried Bendis is thinking I'm the guy. I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> doubt anyone's the guy. Um, but yeah, not, not Hawkman. I don't know. Who would you... Who would you go for? Is this DC or Marvel? Marvel or DC? Mm. Are you Googling Marvel characters? Just, uh... Yeah, Buzz Light, yeah. <laughs> Who would I want to be? I mean, like, Daredevil is my fave. <laughs> Sorry, that's all we've got time for, for Luke. <laughs> Come on, quick game's a good game. <laughs> good joke, mate. Um, 
I mean, Daredevil is my fave, but Daredevil's, you know, he's been cast, hasn't he? Like, yeah, I, I think any, anything now, you'd be like, oh, you're not as good as Charlie Cox. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a tough hill to climb over. Oh, you, you, you turn this into a uh, sort of self-esteem issue. <laughs> Well, no, because I don't want to take on a role where I'm just going to be like a lesser. You, you want to wow. I want to yeah, wow. Want to make it your own. Yeah. So is there like, I mean, oh man, I was about to say Purple Man because he was one of my favorite villains, but David Tennant mm. was so great mm. as Purple Man. Huh. Have you got any ideas? Well, I would go DC and because I'm an absolute Chad, Booster Gold. Oh, you obviously, lo- he's not been done. Lo- you love Booster Gold as well. Done. I forgot yeah, about your story. love for Booster Gold. I don't think I'm the guy to play him, though. I think Chris Evans is the guy to play him yeah. also. I think Chris Evans should play most blonde white men. When I was um, uh, working for a, a film website, I was on the red carpet for, I think, The Expendables 3. And I didn't get interviews with a lot of like the big names because they were too busy being big names. So the press team often come around and be like, well, I can get you this person from TOWIE. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's pretty much no good to me. Or Are they my... in the movie? No. They, no. Were, there they were just there at the red carpet. They were there on the Great. red carpet. Like, well, I can get you five minutes. I know I, I can get you 90 seconds with them. Like, that's <laughs> no good to anyone, is it? It's a waste of their time and mine and, and pretty much everyone involved. Just go in and get a good seat, Joey Essex. <laughs> I don't even think he was a big name like yeah. him either. But I did get to speak with someone in the film. I can't remember. He was one of those um, like flash in the pan style. Oh, he's going to be the next big action star. And then he never was. John Edgerton. Yeah, yeah exactly. I oh, know that's unfair. He's really good. Sam Worthington Sam is Worthington what I meant is a, to say. is a much better example. <laughs> I was trying to think of Sam Worthington's yeah. name and couldn't. Joel Edgerton yeah. just popped up in my head first. But he was uh, he was a Canadian actor. And I every time I got into these red carpet events, I would always ask, if you could play any character in Marvel, you know, if you're casting a Marvel or DC movie, because those are very good for the clicks, real good for them clicks mm-hmm. uh, on websites and stuff. And he said a really obscure Marvel Canadian character that is like a C part player in an F part team. And I, thought, I looked at him and I was like, I mean, yeah, it's a great answer because no one else is ever going to get cast <laughs> in that role. But also, where's my clicks? That's not going to get me any clicks, is it? You wouldn't believe what <laughs> character this guy wants to play in a movie. No, you literally won't believe. <laughs> you won't even know. <laughs> you won't recognise the person. And um, was that Justice League Canada? I, I know it wasn't. It was, in, no. it was a Marvel one. Canada, I, because they make so many jokes about that group, don't they? Canadian uh, Marvel team. What are they called? Alpha Flight. It was out. It was from Alpha Flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're kind of they're a bit of a joke. Yeah, in the in the Marvel comics, at least. Uh, last couple of comments, lovely ones from here. So from Sean, you guys are absolutely fantastic. Can hear you talk all day. Hope you listen to the podcast. <laughs> the show said great video. Love the banter. Joe Bro, this is a great video. Good job, Luke and Ollie. And bam, Luke and Ollie, the perfect tag team. That's four comments there, all back to back. Oh, that's nice. Well, we don't read out the nasty ones. They hurt our feelings. And Stuart just writes, good. <laughs> that's, I'm more comfortable with that <laughs> level of comment. None of this, Ollie, you changed my life. Ollie, you saved me from a, a really tough year. Just adequate. Yep. Purely that's fine by me. Broadly fine mm-hmm. content. Consistent. Consistently broadly fine content. Yeah. Love it. Well, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Please get your comments on uh, the video version of this week's episode, and we'll read them out in next week's podcast. Did nobody put Boss Baby 2 sequel names? Unfortunately not. Ah. 
No, no, no. But, you know, this is a call out to you podcast listeners. Get those in for this week, although Ollie has taken all of the Star Trek ones now. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. I've been Luke Cohen. Oh, I've been Ollie Davis. <laughs> uh, I'm still not used to this weird outro intro thing. And that's been What's On.